I was like, why am I like this? Like, why do I feel like this? Like, I felt like everything was like happening to me. Mm. Like anything that could go wrong was going wrong. And I was just like, it was one of those, it, I just had an epiphany. It just hit me. I was like, if I don't ask for help, I'm never ever gonna get out of this. What's up self healers? I am back. I have been just so focused on this group coaching program that I've been creating, which is, by the way, being released February 2nd. It is everything that I have learned on my healing journey for the past four years packed into three months. It's all about limiting beliefs, emotional regulation, mindfulness, healing your past, getting to know yourself, because if you want to heal yourself you have to know yourself and if you want to to know yourself you have to be yourself and all of it just works together so anyways that's where i've been also i was in mexico for a little while so i wasn't recording there but i'm back and ready to bring self-healer society back <laughs> essentially so, this episode, we are speaking with my girl, Kayla. She was the, my first coaching client, and when we first started working together, she was so distraught. She was she had not a really good relationship with herself, her self-image, um, really not detached kind of detached from the present and really kind of living from the past, not letting certain things go and in resentment. And just to see how far she's come now is like amazing to me. I'm so beyond proud of her. Now she is studying psychology. She graduated from IIN. That's the school I went to for health coaching. And now she's going to study trauma. So it's just... I can't wait for you to hear her story. It's really, really inspiring. And yeah, so before we do that, you know the deal. We're going to pause for a minute, close our eyes, take a slow breath in through the nose from the belly, and slowly, slowly exhale. Letting go, and let's meet our self-healer. Everyone, welcome Kayla. I met her like six years ago, and then all of a sudden when I started doing my coaching, she reached out to me. So before we go into that story... I want you to tell me a little bit about your story and actually I have one question first there's always a question yeah. I ask everyone that comes on here what is your favorite way to self-soothe or to make yourself feel better when you're feeling down or you're feeling off so I guess it kind of depends on what situation I'm in where I'm at um like if I'm out in public obviously it's going to be a little bit different than when I'm at home yeah um, when I'm at my house, though, normally a, I, a hot bath is one of my go-tos all the time. Um, 
But regardless of where I am, there are a couple things that I do all the time, which one of them is something that I learned from you. Thank you. Um, paying a huge amount of attention to how I'm breathing because a lot of the times when I get over like overwhelmed or stressed out or whatever, I'm just like, like mm -hmm. dog. Yeah. And so definitely paying attention to that is like one of the things that helps me the most. Um, but other than that, I'll do like meditations and um, going to the gym. I go to the gym a lot. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for answering yeah. that. Um, breath is, is honestly like, it's the one thing that you have with you everywhere you go. It's free, right. literally right under your nose. You can use it at any time for anything. Yeah. That's why I'm so obsessed. And I'm just learning more and more and more and more. And I joined recently another breath work, um, like a course. So I'm learning even more. I can't wait to share with you guys everything that I'm learning. Anyways, it's not about me. This is about you. <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit about your story and what led you to getting onto a healing journey? Yeah. So um, it starts a long, long time ago. I grew up in a really unstable environment. Um, both of my parents were addicted to drugs. For the majority of my childhood, we all lived with my grandma. Um, there were a few on and off points where my mom would get her shit together and move out. And then she'd get back together with my dad and it'd get back to how it was and we'd move back in or vice versa, whatever. Um, but so there was a lot of that going on. Um, and on a few of the times that my mom had moved and they separated, my mom either had a boyfriend, whatever. One of the times she ended up getting remarried. Um, well, married. My parents were never married. But um, so then she had my sister. And after a lot of he just was not a great individual. Um, we moved back in with my grandma, obviously. Um, they continued to do their drugs and whatever. And after that, I got, uh, next thing I knew, I'm like a grown up. My grandma's like, oh, hey, you're 18. Like, do this. You have a job. You can get a car. You can go get an apartment. Like, do all this stuff. And I, I just was like floating through life, I felt like. Like, I was just constantly like trying to avoid all of these situations from when I was younger. And so I was just running away from them, basically. And not facing them, you mean like right. pretending they didn't happen. That's yeah. And I found myself getting into really bad situations. Um, and then I would do the same thing. I just run away from that situation and try to ignore it and whatever. So I got into um, a really bad relationship, which I think we've talked about a couple times. Um, and after that, I was like a mess for like probably two solid years, like just on a path of constant self-destruction. Like anything I could do to numb my feelings about not, and at that point I thought it was only about that situation, mm. that, that, you know, that internal problem that I was having in that moment. And little did I know. It's so crazy that like when you're in a relationship like that, it triggers old parts of yourself and you don't even realize while you're in it. Yeah. In hindsight, you're like, okay, this is triggering an unhealed part of my inner child and relationships yep. really bring that out more than anything else because 
the other person acts as like a mirror to you. So you start to see parts of yourself you don't see when you're single. And so I, I went on probably a two year long, um, just literally, like I said, a path of self-destruction. I was drinking all the time. Um, me and my best friend go out, get wasted, go do coke, go to the casino till six o'clock in the morning. Like, and then I'd wake up and go to work at 10 a.m. And I worked at the commissary, if you remember, at Bad Brad's and dealt with my collard every single morning. So I don't yeah. know through those couple years, but. Oh, I didn't know you were, you were doing that while, when I knew you, like. Oh, it was like, it was like that right, but right before I quit is when that all started. Okay. And then I really just like spiraled out of control and I made a lot of really bad decisions that like pushed a lot of people that I cared about away and like hurt a lot of people that I cared about because I was acting out of like a hurt place for myself. Um, Still hurt people. Right. And so after I realized what I was doing, I guess, kind of as a way to put it, like I realized that I was on this terrible road to just potentially messing up my whole life. Yeah. Um, I got a good job. I worked at Permani Brothers. They sent me to Indiana, Pennsylvania, wherever. Um, I was a GM. So I was like trying to make myself feel better about myself by like, I worked 90 hours a week. Like I was there all day, every day. I was like, oh, like I'm important. Like I'm important. Mm -hmm. So I just kept going and going and finally I quit. And me and Corey moved to South Carolina. And at that point, like, I didn't have that sense of, like, I'm doing something important. I'm worthy. I'm so then I was just like, okay, now what? Now what do I do? Mm, it's like another, another form of like avoiding. Yeah. And so I would constantly be scrolling through social media. I started to do crazy strict like calorie counting diets, go to the gym, like mm -hmm. thought maybe if I made myself like look better, then I would feel better about myself. Um, that didn't work. And for probably a, probably a solid three weeks before I reached out to you, I had saw all your posts and I'm like, oh my God, like what? I didn't even know that she went through all this. Like this is like crazy. Like I want to, I want to be able to do that. Like, I want to be able to come back. Like, I don't, I, I don't like feeling like this. I don't want to feel like I'm not worthy or like I'm, you know, just a zombie. I feel like I would get up every day and just do the same thing and like really continue to avoid stuff. And I was like, I have, to, I need to ask someone for help. I was like, and I, I cause I don't know where to start by myself. Mm -hmm. So I, I got to a point where it was just like enough. It was just every day it was weighing on me, affecting my relationships. Um, it was affecting, like, I, I wasn't doing anything I knew I should be doing because I was almost, like, afraid to do things because I thought that I was going to mess it up or that I wasn't good enough to do it or whatever the case was. But so then that's when I reached out to you. <laughs> so what do you feel like made you reach out in that moment, like, because I think that a lot of us hold back or we're afraid or something holds us back. Something holds us back from like taking that leap of faith and like doing something that we know will better our lives. 
but maybe we're afraid of what's on the other side because it's unknown or we just don't think it's going to work, whatever it is. What do you think made you in that moment like feel like, fuck it, I'm just going to reach out? I was so almost, I, I don't want to say numb, but I want to say I was very emotionally detached for a long time, but not from negative emotions. So anything negative was just like in my face. But then it was like when stuff was going good, I was just like, oh, yeah, I mean, whatever, everything's fine. And so I, I honestly, the one, the day that I reached out to you, I just, I, something happened that day and I was all upset and I cried for like two hours and I was like, why am I like this? Like, why do I feel like this? Like, I felt like everything was like happening to me. Mm. Like anything that could go wrong was going wrong. And I was just like, it was one of those, it, I just had an epiphany. It just hit me. I was like, if I don't ask for help, I'm never ever going to get out of this. I'm going to be stuck like this because mm -hmm. I don't know where to start. So I guess really it was just a point of me being fed up and I was just, I had enough pain and I yeah. if find a way to accept it and work on things that I can work on to better myself so that it's easier for me to deal with the things that I've been through rather than unhealthy habits and you know all that what do you think was it that helped the most after reaching out um so i think really having um having somebody there that's going to hold you accountable and actually give you tools because i had none <laughs> i had uh, a book that i got years ago and i read it like six times and i was like what, what am i supposed to do with this like so having somebody there that it can give you tools to to learn how to understand yourself i guess for yeah. the most part because i didn't and so i i mean that alone was like enough to jump start finally doing the things i needed to do to work on my internal yeah I, I i was talking to my sister yesterday about this and i'm like honestly like just having someone to keep you accountable in and yep. of itself is worth so much like just because like we learn all these things there's we're not short of information we're no. not short of tools we're not short of 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 you know different ways to heal and to overcome things you go on google you'll find everything you need. You go on Instagram, there's plenty of people on Instagram sharing all these ways to heal. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you got to implement these things. Right. But you'll learn it and you're like, oh, yes, I want to do that every day. And then you don't. You do it like two days and then you stop because you yeah. don't have a, a source of accountability. And for some people, they need someone else. Like, I love having someone to keep me accountable. Some people can can keep themselves accountable, but it's rare from what I what I've seen. <laughs> but like when I have a coach, when I have a therapist, when I have whoever to keep me accountable, it it really accelerates whatever goal I have. It accelerates me getting there. It helps me so much to get there. Yeah. And just like the little things that like you'd have me do, like the gratitude every day I feel like really put me in 
a spot where I was like, at one point I was like looking at this piece of paper, like what the fuck else am I supposed to write? Oh yeah. I'm like, well, I just, I wrote all this down already. Like, I don't even know what else. And it really just made me think about like everything that's, that I do have that, that I can do that, you know, I have the ability to do that. I'm good at that. I care about anything mm -hmm. that wasn't necessarily in my head before, because I was always so like, why is, why is that happening? Why is the universe torturing me? Like what? And it was always like, why me? Why this? Mm -hmm. Rather than like, oh, this is teaching me something. This yeah. is no one's out to get me. Like, this is teaching me something. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of that stuff. And, the, and another thing is I feel like once I saw people that I knew, like you, <laughs> doing it, doing the work and, like, seeing the results and, like, I, yeah. oh shit, this is real. Like, mm -hmm. this is possible. I had like, like almost like a sense of responsibility, not only for myself, but because of our upbringing for like my little brother and sister, because I was like, well, I don't really think, I mean, my little brother's only 16. So he's not at the point where he like realizes that anything is messing him up or if anything really is, we don't, you know, he he's not at that point. And I was like, I hope that one day if if they do get to that point and they're like, screw this, I don't want to feel like this anymore, then they have, you know, a model that like you can heal. Like you yes. everything is gonna be okay. I love it. Yeah. It's everything you just said is so true. Like what you the questions you ask your brain, like your brain, you're commanding your brain. You are asking the questions and then the brain searches for the answers so if you're always asking yourself why me why is this happening to me why am i always in this situation why am i so unlucky your brain's gonna be like all right let's search for why she's so unlucky yeah. it's not gonna search for the reasons you're lucky it's not gonna search for the opposite so if you ask yourself you know what is this trying to teach me and how is this gonna help me how is this gonna help the people that i love like me healing is going to help the people around me here right. it's going to change my vibration my vibration is going to spread to other people and then they'll change other people like me helping you eventually now you're helping other people and then they're going to yeah. help other people it's just like this trickle you know it's like a ripple effect that's why that's why i want to spread this healing to people this is why i want to do what i do because i know that me helping someone else will help more and help more and help more. And if we create more of this rather than the hate that's going on in the world, imagine like what we can accomplish. The more of us there are. So much. Right. So what of all the things that you've learned has been your favorite tool to heal or or your favorite just anything of, out of everything that you learned what is has been the most effective for you in your healing so i think developing this new perspective and the ability to like observe myself honestly yes <laughs> because before 
you, if I, if I was in an argument with you and you knew me at Bad Brad's, if I was in an argument with you, you were not getting me to think twice about anything. I would say, you're wrong. I'm right. You're an asshole. Leave me alone. Like, I don't care. And now it's funny when you start to, you know, I mean, even just using things like mindfulness. Like, I remember when you first told me to start doing those things, you're like, when you're brushing your teeth, you're brushing your teeth. That's what you're doing. That's what you need to focus on doing because that's what you're doing. Who cares what you're going to make for breakfast in 10 minutes? You're brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. So being able to kind of like, and don't get me wrong, I can't do it all the time. I'm still working on it. Yeah, of course. But Always. being able to like take a step back and pay attention to like what I'm thinking, what I'm saying to myself, because that was a big problem for me. Like, mm. and being able to pay attention to those things and like, sit back and be like, okay, no, this isn't a problem. You're getting overwhelmed and overworked and you are good enough. And this isn't like, that's not, you aren't your thoughts. Like you need to chill. Yeah. Being able to kind of do that has really like made a huge difference in everything I do. Yes. It's huge. It's, it's like this mindfulness and I'm always going to say this is like the key that unlocks the door to all your healing and growth. If yeah. you don't have that foundation first, then it's going to be kind of hard to know, you know, what needs to be healed. It's going to be kind of hard to know what patterns you're in and habits you're in that you want to change. So if yeah. you're developing this mindfulness muscle, like when you're brushing your teeth, only focusing on the brush on your teeth, the smells, the feeling, what you're doing in that moment you start to train your brain to do that more often. So if you're right. in a place where like someone pisses you off and you just like overreact and you're like, I don't know why I just got that pissed. And you kind of are able to stop yourself, breathe and be like, why is this kind of ask yourself, like, why is this affecting me so much? Yeah. So like breathing and, and calming down your nervous system in that moment so that you train yourself to not react like that every time. And then yep. over time, you'll see, like, I used to overreact to everything. <laughs> I used to, like, I used to be an angry, angry person. And a lot of people don't believe that right now. But I used to be an angry person. I used to overreact and really overstress about everything. And over time, I've trained myself through the breath and through mindfulness. And obviously, like, you know, deeper healing. But over time, now my reactions, like, it's not every single time. Like I have my moments like everybody else, but Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I'm a different person. I, I really try to stop and, and analyze and ask myself, why is this making me so angry? This, I shouldn't be so angry that someone left a, a dirty dish in the sink. What, <laughs> yeah. is, what is it really telling me? Like, what am I really pissed about? Right. You know? So amazing. That's a beautiful, beautiful answer. Um, so that brings me to asking you, like, how do you feel like that and everything else has helped you? Like, what do you feel like has changed in your life since then? So aside from obviously finding like my worth in me rather than like what I look like and what other people think and all, you know, all that, it's honestly, I think that accepting all of these things because before I 
you couldn't get me to admit that like I had traumas. I was like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? People have it way worse. Like, mm -hmm. and so until I was able to do that and I'm not, there are still layers and layers and layers like, yeah, absolutely. And, and they open themselves up all the time. And I'm yeah. like, okay, here we go again. Let's do it. <laughs> like, and now you recognize it. Right. But being able to accept that there's, there are traumatic things that like you have to do the work to heal from um and being able to like i don't want to say that like i don't have any anger anymore or any resentment but it, it's lessened so much that it's brought me to like at least a peaceful place with most of the things mm -hmm. um, that happen so i think that that let like kind of gave me the opportunity to learn how to actually forgive people yeah oh, no, yeah. Long oh, i didn't and like i'm pretty positive up until recently that i had been mad at my dad since i was like eight mm -hmm. like just yeah. unconsciously like angry and i was like why am i holding on to that like that's just putting me in bad spot lowering my energy and making me more vulnerable to like feeling like shit mm -hmm. so i mean accepting and being able to like push through and work on stuff and forgiving because i knew i needed to not because you needed forgiven but because i know that for me to be able to deal with these and move on with my life without holding this resentment or a grudge or walking around anxious and you know upset all the time is really one of the things that like i think is probably helped me the most and i've taken probably the most away from that amazing that's like one of the most important things in healing of all is to forgive yourself and forgive others because that kind of resentment is like poison yeah. in the body and poison in the mind and that was a big one for me too was like forgiving myself because mm -hmm. like i said i went on this path for like a long time where i just continually like just hurt people and push people away and you know for for no reason no one did anything to me that at least not that i was the people that I was affecting. Mm. But then as I started to realize what was going on, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm a terrible person. Like, and I just was so shameful and felt so guilty for a long time. And, and until I was able to like, sit down and actually like, realize and understand why I was doing the things I was doing. Huge. It wasn't like, I wanted to hurt people. I didn't, I didn't even have the shit I did. I probably didn't even want to do. <laughs> Those I, aren't soul decisions. That's not coming right. from like who you, who you are at your core. That's coming from the pain that you weren't taught how to handle, that you weren't taught how to heal, how to process all of that shows yeah. up as like anger and like, you're not mindful of it. You're not conscious of it. You're living from your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind is what is picked up 
your subconscious and your unconscious is what's picked up everything since childhood and yep. a lot of it's painful stuff so and, hey anything you could do to numb it do it do it do it and yeah. then i was like wow um i quit my job <laughs> i really kind of screwed over all my friends um what am i gonna do <laughs> no. uh, this is bad like what am i doing mm -hmm. and i think not running away from myself anymore really put me in a place where I was like, okay, this is what you've been doing. This isn't working. This is what it's doing to you. This is what it's doing to people that you love and care about. And mm -hmm. now you, you have to fix it. No one's going to fix it for you. Like you have to fix it. Mm -hmm. So Have people noticed a difference in you? Yeah. I mean, a lot. A lot of the people that I obviously used to know, I don't really talk to much anymore, but it's funny. I, I used to call my grandma all the time pissed off about something, right? <laughs> I'd be pissed. And for the first couple months that I started doing this, she would like answer and, and you could tell she like thought I was about to complain about something or get mad or something. And she'd be like, yes, Kayla. <laughs> and now she, she'll answer the phone and be like, hey, honey. Oh my God. Like, what are you doing today? All this being so nice. She's like, oh, you sound happy. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> right? <laughs> amazing. It's crazy what just, and to speak on something you said earlier, it's a lot of it is simple things that we do every day, like journaling, like yeah. breathing. Like, it's like you've been trained for so long to focus on the negative and to be. I call it, well, Tony Robbins calls it emotional home. Like if your emotional home is resentment or anger, you create that emotional home by feeling it, feeling it every single day and, and creating that vibration within your body. So a lot of healing is retraining. Oh, yeah. It's obviously opening up about what you're dealing with, having someone that you trust and someone that won't judge you to listen and be there for you and support you. And then to be mindful and understand what your patterns are. And then to retrain, to retrain your brain on what it focuses on, to release whatever's held inside the body. It's like, it, it's a complex thing, but that's why, that's why everything that I've learned, I've learned a lot from, you know, podcasts. I've learned a lot from YouTube videos, from researching, but the most that I've learned is from going to healers is from going to therapy i've done it all you guys like i've done so many different types of healing and it has made me realize that we are way more complex than just talkers you know it's not just talking there's so much more to our healing and to us in general we are very complex very have you done any like type of healing as far as like body or mostly like no so i i was so upset i booked <laughs> i told you i really wanted to go to that combo thing here oh, yeah booked it and then they had to close because of covid and i was like oh man oh, combo is intense so that's not for everybody like combo is it's, it's very intense. So if you like are into 
ayahuasca and things like that like they take poison from a frog and they etch it on your skin they burn it it seeps into your skin and then you start purging like a lot of things i was gonna do it in mexico but it didn't it just didn't work out i was gonna do ayahuasca in mexico but like i'm just waiting for the right time to do those types of things and not everyone needs to do those types of things right no and that's why i was like hmm i wonder why they closed right when i booked it maybe i should wait a little bit maybe that's i'm not the thing you know i i searched for ayahuasca in mexico and i was like texting people and it just like didn't work out everything was was um pointing against it so i was like okay i'm gonna wait until ayahuasca is ready for me that's yeah. like that's another thing about healing is like surrendering being able okay. to surrender yeah i had a huge issue with that i was like if there's especially when i was a gm and i was working all the time and i was like okay now i can control something mm, yes well this is when i get to go home to michigan this is when I, you know, have to do my paperwork. This is when I get Kayla time. This is when I go visit my family. Like, and I have this just totally ass backwards schedule where I worked way too many hours, had no time for myself and like, but it was, I was controlling it. It was, mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, I have, I have some power now. And then I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> This is, this is, this is me being a work mule. This is not <laughs> one That's of my opposite of power. Like we think certain things, like we try to get control of things and then we end up finding out that, that, that thing actually has control over us. Right. And I mean, trying to controlling my work life was just a way of me being like, okay, you need to do something because you feel like you have no control over your life and you're not okay with it. Mm-hmm. So like not, I mean, I just for a long time felt like I needed to control everything and like I couldn't. So the things that I could control, I was like a Nazi about it. Mm -hmm. That's all like a lot of that is a result of past traumas or past times where you felt really out of control or you felt certain emotions like fear or stress or anxiety and there was nothing there to regulate it. You just like yeah. felt anxiety and it stayed in your system and now it's like how do i get control how do i how do i find a way to prevent something bad from happening and your yeah. brain is constantly looking for ways to do that it does and that's that's one thing of many things that can perpetuate anxiety is you know that constantly trying to be in control right um, no, but actually the one thing that I have done, I did that workshop with you where we did that breath work at the end. Mm. So after that, I bought a bunch of books. <laughs> yeah. There's like six of them over here. So I've been trying to learn a little bit of that kind of like, I'll do one thing week by week and like try to practice every day and see how it makes me feel and you know, whatever. So I've been using some of those. I haven't really, unfortunately though, like you asked, gotten into any like physical. That's part of it. Breath work is part of it. Well, aside from that, then I haven't, I'm planning on it, but also with COVID, like nothing's open. What about with food, nutrition? Oh yeah. 
oh, I didn't even think about that. That's yes. physical. Yes. So I went from the whole, if I look better, I'll be better thing. And I swear to you, like I tried to go pescatarian. Um, I did a juice cleanse for five days, which was good, but I had no idea what I was doing. Like I had no idea what foods to use because I didn't really have any idea what nutrients I needed. Mm -hmm. But now that I finished IIN um, and have all of this lovely information. She's a uh, certified health coach now. So yeah. Well. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Even though I'm not doing anything quite yet because I still want to get my other certification first. I was like, I just know so much. Like my sister will call me like, hey, is this good for you? <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> but That's awesome. That's can you talk a little bit about that? How you started after doing some of that healing, like what made you realize that you wanted to get into like nutrition and all of this stuff? What did you want to do before that? So before I before I honestly didn't understand the connection. I didn't think that what I ate really mattered hmm. aside from if I wanted to lose weight or not. Hmm. Um, and then I just started seeing all this stuff about how all this processed food and all these chemicals and everything is just really aside from the gut mind connection, all those chemicals aren't good for your brain to begin with. Like hmm. there's just a lot of stuff in a lot of the food we eat that like really affects our mental and emotional health. And like, Absolutely. so for a long time when I was growing up, I wanted to be like a, like a drug counselor or a therapist or whatever, which is funny because I'm doing my psychology <laughs> degree right now. But I think getting into IIN and doing that and realizing how much food really does affect all of those things is kind of what has me taking a different approach mm -hmm. with psychology because I don't necessarily think that for a lot of people sitting and talking to somebody for an hour every week every two weeks and and then what you go home and and what you know so i think knowing and having all this information and understanding what a difference it can make what you're eating how you're eating when you're eating how much you're eating mm -hmm. um, is like super helpful when it comes to mental health and like healing in general like if you eat a ton of processed junk food and drink a bunch of alcohol and go to bed late and wake up late, you're not going to feel good and you're not going to be thinking great either. So yes. like they just go so hand in hand and like until I realized that I was like, yeah, okay, whatever nutrition, I count calories. I'm not worried about it. Like mm -hmm. yeah. but everything is connected. Yeah like mind-blowing mm -hmm. I was like what and you guys and I took the accelerated course because I was like I want to get done fast and I'm like oh shit, I'm supposed to learn all this in six months like, oh no yeah, it's a lot of stuff but at the end of the day like looking at your emotional and mental health as not just about the mind and the brain it's it changes everything oh yeah because, like therapy has its place it really does it's helped me it yeah. really has helped me. But I think with alternative practices or with a therapist who does take into account like your trauma and what you're eating, how you're sleeping and 
subconscious beliefs and all these different things and like how your body holds trauma and how your body, your nervous system is unregulated, then you will actually start seeing like a world of a difference in yourself. Like it's funny because we cut out quite a bit of processed foods. Like there are some things that I can't get away from because I just love them so much. <laughs> and in moderation, it's whatever. 80-20 rule, 80-20 rule. I mean, like, it could be 90-10 rule, but like, <laughs> if you're really, really like obsessive and depriving yourself and like, it can kind of create like more of a conflict within yourself. Yeah, so. and it's, like actually seeing the difference once you you know, get this information and you learn all this, all the connections and how what you're eating affects you. And, and seeing the difference, I think, was a big thing for me because once I cut out a lot of, like, crap that there's just alternatives for, like, yeah. like my main thing is buying organic fruits, vegetables, and meat. Yes. And oh. oils, man. Don't do yeah. vegetable oils. Do avocado oil do olive oil i use olive oil for everything (laughs) olive oil and avocado oil avocado oil has a higher um heating point Mm -hmm. so that's better use for like cooking yeah but stay away from vegetable oils if you want a healthy brain and a healthy body like i my dad was going to grab canola oil and i was like poison i threw it in the garbage but yeah sorry dad (laughs) yeah but um yeah that's it's really important to to focus on all of them that's why i'm so proud of you for doing all of it like now you're studying psychology you're studying you know you studied nutrition now you're going to study trauma you know how, how effective the breath is you know how effective small things like journaling daily and focusing on what you're grateful grateful for is all that combined, you're going to be a freaking superstar at what you do. I did. I don't know what you're going to call yourself, but <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I, when I figured out what I wanted to do and what I was going to do, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm making up my own job right now. You I'm- are. You don't, you don't really need to be like in this box, you know, like you found your purpose in your pain. You took your pain and now you're like, okay, instead of wallowing in it, instead of being stuck in it, now I'm gonna use everything that I've learned and then spread what I've learned, spread the healing, spread the medicine. I'm proud of you. It's, It's hard, but it's so worth it. Like, even just the littlest stuff, I'll notice myself doing something or not doing something that I like used to do. And like, I'm like, oh, hey, look at you. <laughs> like, you just didn't freak out about that. Or you just didn't stop eating for eight hours because you felt fat. Or you just, you know. And it's like the littlest things, they just give you that extra motivation and drive because you're like, okay, shit, I can do this. That's really important because a lot of people don't stop and praise themselves or thank themselves or notice when they're doing a good job because, you know, a lot of times 
if you grew up with a parent or a teacher or whoever that kind of put you down a lot or told you, you know, you didn't do that good enough or like made yeah. you think that nothing was ever good enough, then you don't have that part of your brain that's like, good job. Look at look what yeah. you did. You know? No, when I, even when I first started the coaching, I remember telling you like I feel like I'm just not doing enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just not I, like I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. And I'm like finally once I a few weeks in sat down and like saw all the things that I was actually doing and going over the weekly assessments every week and like That's I was so like, important. Like the the little things really add up and like they really make it like so easy. That makes me think also how we've been taught to look for like overnight transformation. This happens instantly. Do this and you're done. Just like instant fast, instant gratification. But it, it it doesn't work that way. It's no. the most transformative things that you ever do are the small things you do every day. And over time, stopping. That's why like if you have with when we did the coaching you having like a check-in every week that's makes you just stop in the middle of your life like kind of what the pandemic did to the world like stopped life you stop and then you kind of analyze okay how did this week go did i get this done what what triggered me why did it trigger me it just you stop and have a conversation with yourself and you look yeah. back at what worked and what didn't work and then what does that do it gives you a chance to change it for the next week and then it also gives you a chance to be like look how i'm progressing or look how i got better yeah and like there's always going to be something to work on like always because if we're not working on something we're not growing which is just like okay then you're just gonna end up unhappy again because you're not you're not doing anything for yourself mm -hmm. but i think actually sitting back and like seeing even if it's like okay i ate an extra serving of vegetables today like good for me you know like yeah. and just doing that i it makes the process easier and it makes it feel like you're not like i don't know for a while when i wasn't noticing anything i like felt stuck still and i was like okay well i'm doing all this but i'm not seeing anything but it's also like i wasn't looking for anything i was expecting i was expecting to wake up one morning and like oh wow i'm better like yeah. everything so i think that mindset's really like really kills a lot of efficient methods and, and ways to heal yourself because you are never gonna wake up one morning and be like mm, yep sunshine and i'm perfect now this is great yeah. like yeah. it's not gonna work it's so important so important what's what's the one word i don't know if you'll remember right now but the one word i always try to have you give yourself stars of the sea Compassion. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what work? Always, always, always compassion on your healing journey. Like Oh yeah. Keep yourself accountable, but with compassion. Because if you 
accomplish something and then you're like what that wasn't enough like i didn't do shit then you're not gonna feel like you want to do it again if you're yourself positive reinforcement you're not gonna want to do it again or even like when because there are setbacks like there are times now even that i do something or react a certain way and i'm like oh whoa (laughs) hold on press the brakes but before when i first started before i was able to be compassionate with myself i would get so mad at myself Mm, that perpetual cycle yeah i'm like you're stupid you just you just keep doing it like why can't you like whatever it was you know getting in stupid arguments like for some reason i always get in arguments with my boss it's a really bad thing (laughs) like that was one when i was in south carolina still i was constantly bickering with my boss and every time i would get mad at myself i'm like okay why can't you just calmly express your problems Mm -hmm. rather word vomiting them because you didn't talk about it a week ago when it was bothering you Mm. but i would get so mad and i'm like wait a second if i'm gonna fix it i can't just keep getting mad at myself for it it's not gonna do me any good to hate for something that i'm trying to better my you know i'm trying to do better in that area i gotta give myself a little bit of you know, like you're, you're trying, you're working on it. And as long as you're putting in the effort, like you'll get there as long as you're not hateful to yourself. That's the worst thing. I think. Doesn't that seem like someone you want to work together with? Like when you're thinking about yeah. a relationship with yourself, you want to do better with someone who's like, it's okay that you just, you know, had a moment where you overreacted. It's okay. It's probably probably because of this or this and this, but you'll do better next time. Try to do better next time. Then if you came at yourself and were like, the fuck, that was so stupid. Why would you do that? Like you're an idiot. And like, then you're just like, feel worse. Yeah. That's not going to heal that part of yourself that reacted that way. It's going to make that part of yourself feel worse. Yeah. It just pushes it down. That's a lot of, when I would get like that, I, like you said earlier, I'd have to stop and think, okay, what's really the problem? Like, mm-hmm. you, you're really not that mad at yourself for this. Like, there's clearly something else bothering you. And I think that's, like, one of the most important things. Like, we, we're talking about is observing and really figuring out what, what it is, what the root is. Because all this surface stuff is just, that's just exactly what it is. It's all surface. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's one of the most important things of all in your healing journey is, is that self-compassion and what we're talking about, those parts of you that are like overreacting or whatever, the ones that we push down and treat like shit, that's your shadows. Right. And we want to bring those shadows to light and treat them well, not keep pushing them down into the shadows until, you know, they get so much harder to dig up and heal. Um, okay, so we're almost done. This thing's gonna stop in like nine minutes. So my last question is, if you could go back to your younger self and give her one piece of advice to make your life easier or just something that she needed to hear, what would that be? 
it I would have to say it'd be that you're enough like just as you are you don't need to pretend like you're fine when you're not you don't have to pretend like you have no problems you don't have to make everybody else happy to be happy like you are great just how you are because that was I think a lot of what led me into the mess that I got into was I thought I always had to make everyone else happy and put myself last and I did it for so long that it really just my life took a turn and I was like hateful and angry and like because I didn't feel like I was enough because of things that other people did yeah which doesn't affect my worth or at least it couldn't have yeah right that's that's honestly like one of the issues around the entire world with every single person is that they don't feel enough that's like the core of a lot of people's suffering is not feeling enough and always wanting to feel enough or feel loved and if they don't they're they end up seeking it in ways that either self-sabotage or or end up to um self-betrayal yeah so we all needed to hear that growing up you know that's really really important so everyone who's a parent tell your kid you are enough <laughs> you are yeah. not loved <laughs> do it now <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right oh my god this was amazing thank you so much this was beautiful and i'm so so proud of you like even seeing the difference from when we first started to the end of the program and from then until now you're like a mature woman you know it's, it's amazing so thank you so much for for being vulnerable and sharing that story because it's not that easy to share what you shared so yeah <laughs> you're amazing and your story is going to help other people feel like they're not alone and that they can heal and they're not stuck so yeah you're never alone <laughs> i'll tell you that no might feel like it sometimes but there's always someone out there who wants to help you always all right my love thank you again you're amazing thank i'm so proud of you i'll never stop telling you that even when you're old and <laughs> kids and all that stuff older <laughs> old how old are we talking i don't know who knows <laughs> maybe i don't know we eat healthy so maybe we'll live till yeah hundreds i don't know i'm just kidding all right love you <laughs> love you thank you all right bye and thank you everyone too who joined and listened love you all ciao